Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, Page Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and today is just me and Dustin Richardson. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Always enjoy being on the pod. Yeah, we, it's good to have the boss. It, you becoming a, a what's it called? You're showing up more often, which is good, man. Yeah, I'm, I gotta keep tabs on you guys. <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully, we can do a short episode. Just to, you know, we have that international break. It is upon us. Uh, think most of us are looking forward to watching the u.s national team or in my case i probably watch a little bit of mexico even though i completely missed the nigeria match trying to watch the liga mx final which was out oh, so that was i fun. completely forgot mexico was playing the other day like liga yeah liga mx was still on and the national team is playing like what, what is happening i don't know it's, it's pretty random and especially that there's like a bunch of friendlies mixed with the nation's league you know, matches, it's kind of interesting just kind of what's happening because right now we would be talking about the World Cup, but, you know, that's not the case. It kind of feels really odd in a way. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, you get to like June, you're like in a World Cup year and all the excitement and you start seeing all the players and everything and the rosters. And now like with this World Cup, you still have no idea who's making the teams. <laughs> you still have like I think a couple more windows of international games to prep. Yeah, it's it's odd. <laughs> and I think like everyone's praying not to get hurt too, you know, because if you're healthy right now, that doesn't mean it's going to be like that starting November, man. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of soccer, uh, especially for Houston. The Dynamo, those boys actually got a break and they won't be back till, was it Wednesday? I think they play on Wednesday. Um, and it should be a, uh, it, should, it should be a W. Yeah. I think they play Wednesday. If I'm not mistaken. No, they play this weekend. St. Louis. The weekend? Right? I think they no. play this weekend. No. I edited Christian's Dynamo Dose article. You would think I would know when they played. Yeah, if you really, <laughs> if you want to know more about that, definitely check out that article. Yeah, listen today. to Christian. Yeah, they play Saturday, 7 okay. o'clock there you in go. St. Louis. There you go. And the Dash play Friday night. Another road uh, game for the Dino Dose. I know. It seems like they've played like road games. That's four. Every That'd other be game. four. Yeah. That's crazy. No, that's three games. My bad. That's three yeah. road St. games. St. Louis would be interesting. They're like a they don't have an MLS team, so this is like their team. Yeah. So it'll be I know they, they've been pretty good at the beginning of the year and lately they've struggled. So see see if the boys can uh stay top of the table. And like you mentioned, the Dash uh played this weekend. They ended up tying one one after they came home to PNC after their own really long road trip as well. And it's a seven one three night, so you know, make sure to get out there. Dustin's probably gonna be out there. Eating yeah, I'm gonna some be hot out dogs, there man. if you uh, wanna buy me a dollar hot dog or a three dollar beer, uh let me know and uh we'll link he, up. He's a cheap date, guys. Come I'm on. I'm very cheap. Just <laughs> I'll I'll talk to you I'll talk your ear off about not Manchester United if you want. Hey, some people love that stuff, especially with all the, the new manager coming in. Yeah. But uh, but sadly, in the other realm of the Houston Dynamo, the first team did not end well. There, uh, you know, two matches before the international break, we saw the boys play well, 
Um, again, we'll start, I guess, with the U.S. Open Cup. You know, they played in Kansas City. We know that's a tough match. Uh, you know, just a really tough just stadium period to go to. <laughs> What's funny to me is the atmosphere wasn't really there. It's pretty empty stadium. Um, and even with a very what injured Sporting KC, I think uh, Russell was playing. Uh, Johnny Russell was playing, playing like on one leg, and he still scored two goals on the Dynamo. Um, but Dustin, man, sadly, Dynamo are out of the competition. We we're hoping for them to go a little further. They were the last Texas team, but at the end of the day, uh, the competition is for them. And your thoughts? Yeah, you. The first half, they, I mean, they led one zero at half. You're thinking, okay, this, you know, this is good. Like you said, this Kansas City team's been having some injuries, you know. And then you were watching the other games, and it was like, oh man, look, Union Omaha is winning. If the Dynamo can hold on to this, they'll get a home game against Union Omaha in the quarterfinal, and they'll be the semifinal. It was like you started looking ahead, and then the second half happened, and Johnny Russell took over with that really nice goal, and then. I don't know. I think it was Steris that fouled him in the box. I don't know what he was doing, just like stuck his leg out and took him down and gave him the penalty kick that ultimately was the game winner. But yeah, the the thing that I think like that sucks the most from the open cup is like if you're in the open cup, you either want to like lose the first round or win the whole thing. Cause you know, like the dynamo, you get two or three rounds in and then you're, you're just, like what they played like five or six games all within like the last three weeks. So it was, I, I mean, now that they're out, you're like, oh, well, that was kind of annoying. Cause you had to get all you were rotating players and doing all this. So you really almost would rather lose in the first round. I know that's kind of weird to say, but <laughs> it's like, we, we did all this work and then we're out in the round of 16. It's like, okay, well, at least our schedule's cleared up, I guess. We don't have any odd, more odd midweek games that are stuck between, like, coast-to-coast road trips like MLS likes to do. So, I, I mean, like you said, obviously, you wanted to go far. You wanted to probably win the tournament. You wanted to get in the Champions League like the Dynamo did back in 2018. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're out. So, more focus on league play. I mean, just, just you know, kind of jumping ahead, imagine if we would have won, right, the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, that's like three matches from from when we ended up losing but having like an Hector Herrera playing in in a, in a competition like that that would have been bonkers man it would have been wild seeing like Hector Herrera playing Union Omaha or, or something like would have been like Hector Herrera was at Atletico Madrid you know playing Real Madrid playing Manchester United in the Champions League and then he's playing like some <laughs> third division union Omaha guys. I mean, taking nothing away from them. They've had a hell of a run, but it's like, <laughs> Hey, this is what I signed up for. I'm uh, playing, playing on a Tuesday night against some <laughs> college kids, basically. Yeah. No kidding, man. And you know, it's funny because whenever they play uh Copa del Rey, just like the FA cup, sometimes you see those things happen that, you know, a, third fourth tier team beats out like a real madrid it's happened in the past man it's pretty crazy but yeah you know we mentioned johnny russell then to me that that first goal man it seems like it was such a kind of bad tackling and you can kind of just see like our team just look tired out there you know against against the kansas city that again a lot of guys were out for them uh it should have been better for us it was good to see uh we joke around with uh, Beto Avila being out there and starting, you know, 
was good to see him. It was good to see um, Brooklyn Reigns continue to get minutes. You know, I we're thinking myself and probably a lot of people are really looking forward to uh, seeing him in the first team eventually, um, you know, not rush him by any means, but it would be good to see, you know, those young guys that are doing well with Dynamo Dos and, and, you know, getting this opportunities uh, to play in the first team, but it was a, a tell of two halves for sure. Uh, you know, we had the most possession in this match, um, but yet again, you know, the, uh, the student can't get the teacher, man, you know, Burmese and uh, gets the best of Nagamura two games straight. Maybe the third match that we would be playing in Houston would be, you know, the better of it. Um, but any, any more thoughts on, on this matchup, Dustin? Yeah. Not, I mean, not to get too deep into it, but it was like, it was like a, yeah. Teacher and the student like Vermes, like played the ultimate Vermes game against Nagamura Dynamo had like what 70% possession, you know, like the numbers that you're, you've been used to seeing the Dynamo with this year, like less possession, you know, um, but more um, dangerous possession, uh, letting the other team have the ball countering stuff like that. It's like exactly what SKC did to the Dynamo. It's like, Hey, well, that, that's because that guy's the master of it. No wonder, wonder where we learned this from. And it was, it was a bit odd to um, when the lineups came out for that game, there was no Thor. Uh, there was no Sebas who apparently has COVID. I don't know, according to some reports, because he ended up missing both games, but um, yeah, we went with Beto at, at, at center forward who has shown a lot of promise, but at the same time, you're like, Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, so again, it's grand scheme of things, not that huge of a deal, but, um, and with so many games, it was Nagamura was having to shuffle and, and move guys. And I think he did, I think he did a really good job for that, especially a first year coach. I mean, you know, coaching, I think, is is easy for these guys, especially these ex-players. You know, they're super into tactics and they know positions and formations and tactics and stuff like that. But it's the it's the things like like this and the coaching, you know, travel and rest and things like that, that these that that you have to learn. And, you know, like you guys can't play seven games in a month. You got to rotate guys. You got to find guys that can play, you know certain minutes like Darwin Quintero you've seen him come on at halftime you've seen him come on like late in games you've seen him start games and Nagamura seems to have a really good grasp on that um, which I think is speaks a lot about him as a coach and him continuing to learn even even in his first year yeah no for sure and and you know this is especially playing those it seems I, I want to say three games a week because that's basically what it feels like given those you you know you're playing a mid-game week um, but seeing you know the depth chart i think it's become a little bit of an issue for sure right uh even though there there is and it's and it's really hard for me to say but there is some kind of quality in this team right i think defensively and in the midfield um it's a it's a team that has a a a lot of players kind of fighting for the starting positions um but then up front is when we struggle the most and i think the biggest question for me especially against the Sporting KC match was, you know, where's Fafa? Why Fafa's not starting? You know, like we, he didn't play the game before in Galaxy um, when the Houston, you know, won that 3 0. Um, and, and he didn't play, 
you know, he came in from the bench against Sporting KC, uh, and he against the last match and Real Salt Lake that we'll talk about in a little bit. You know, it's not like we keep seeing a lot of this guy. It's a little disappointing after such a great uh, season that he had last season, you know, being the team MVP. Um, you know, Fafa, yeah, he, he's getting limited minutes, and I think we kind of have to wonder why that is, um, you know. Yeah, especially because, you know, you look at the wings on the roster and it's like it, <laughs> no one really stands out, you know. Beto is is the future, I think. I mean, it's it's clear that, you know, he's he's super talented, but he's not there yet. You know, you, you watch him um in that RSL game and he just looked off a little, but then he shows flashes, you know, he gets a good shot off or he gets on the end of a pass or something, and you're like, Okay, see that's that's coming, but it's gonna take him a while. But I mean, Corey Baird is is He's Corey Baird. If you read the player ratings that I wrote today, I, I I didn't really know what to say about Corey Baird anymore. I mean, he he is what he is. He's like a defensive winger that pretty much is that. Um, and then Pasher is Pasher. I mean, I think it's safe to assume at this point that he's like a bench weapon. You know, he's a super sub type guy that's going to come in and and kind of. Um, inject some offense into players and then Tiago I don't know where is Tiago we <laughs> we haven't seen a lot of him um is he with Dynamo 2 is he with the Dynamo is he going to get minutes it's it's hard to see so yeah I mean the fact that Fafa is you know coming on as a sub or not even playing at all is that rest um is that trying to see what these other guys have and because you kind of know what Fafa is at this point um it's interesting um because yeah, you like, and I know we'll kind of transition to the Saturday game, but you know, you started Baird, you started Beto, you had Memo as the 10 basically, and then you had Thor up front. And I mean, you look at that, the, those guys up front, and you're like, oh man, where's the goals going to come from? Um, and then, you, you know, you don't have Ferreira because he's out with illness or whatever he has. And so you bring on Quintero, you bring on Pasher, but then you know, you're down to nothing. And one of your subs is Darwin Seren, who, I mean, <laughs> Seren's been playing great lately, but he's not exactly the kind of guy you want to throw into a game when you need goals. You know, he's a defensive midfielder. He's a, he's the kind of guy that, you know, passes back line to front line. He's kind of a link up play. So yeah, the, the, the depth of this team we've said for months now is definitely, it's been tested over these last few weeks. That's for sure. And you're starting to see, wow, we, this team could use some upgrades in a couple of places. One of them being wing, I think attacking midfielder, obviously. So this summer is going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and you know, we, I think the, the key word for, for this dynamo this year and then Nagamura, as much as I've loved the way he, you know, approaches every game differently. He is definitely his tactical awareness is ridiculous for such a, you know, a brand new coach. Um, but it's in, inconsistency, right? We go from, you know, beating Nashville 2-0 with a, you know, man down to losing the next match to then, you know, beating Galaxy 3-0 away, then losing to KC and then getting pretty much, you know, completely obliterated. But Real Salt Lake 3-0. It just, your highs are so high and your lows are so low. And, uh, yeah. I was just going to say, you, but like, 
if I look at it, if you look at it, you know, that Salt Lake game, that was the first, like, wouldn't you say that's the first game that they just really looked awful in? Yeah, I mean, he, they, they like looked under like tab, a team. There was a lot of games where you were like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, this is going to end 3 nothing or 4 nothing or something. But even like the Seattle game they lost, that mm-hmm. was a game that even Nagamura said they should have won. Um, the SKC game was an Open Cup game, so that's kind of a little bit out there. But they, they played SKC pretty evenly, I think, um, maybe even even better than them. Um, the Galaxy game obviously was probably their best performance of the year. So, I mean, they just, they, this is really like their first stinker, you know? <laughs> well, and, and I was going to say, and you have to take into the effect that, again, you played four matches in one, what, 10 days and a mid game week that Real Salt Lake did not play a Wednesday game or, you know, Tuesday game. So it was one of those that it was, you know, it made a lot of sense. You know, a lot of guys know that there's an international break coming. There is going to be, you know, a two-week break period in the league. And they're just tired. They're just out there because they have to be out there. Uh, But when you're a well-rested team, you know, Salt Lake City is not an easy place to play at. Um, And and Real Salt Lake is playing very well. I mean, that's the reason why they're, you know, they made the playoff last year being kind of like the Cinderella team. And they've just gotten better uh, with Mastroeni, you know, at the yeah. Home. Yeah, when you look back at it, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you look back at it, it was really like the perfect storm of, of things for the Dynamo. They're coming off all those games. They're playing in altitude at Salt Lake, which is, like you said, it's never an easy place to play. It's kind of like Houston in that it's, you know, a very unique home field because, you know, you're playing up in the mountains and it's harder to breathe and it's, you know, all that elevation stuff and you're coming off six games or whatever it is. You've got the international break ahead. So guys, like you said, they know, all right, Hey, we just get through this 90 minutes. We got a nice vacation coming up. We're going to go see, go hang out with the family for a week or so. I'm not, I'm not saying that, the, you know, they just blew the game off or, you know, they're all professionals. Well, and, and, and even if you see the stat lines, I mean, you know, they're pretty dang even. <laughs> it was just a matter of fact that Russell Lake finished their chances. Yeah. I mean, that, that really was, I mean, Bobby Wood gets on the end of a header from what, what, like four yards out and scores. Uh, and then Justin Glad's goal at the end is a header from like four yards out. So yeah, they just, they got a couple of good chances and, and they capitalized and that's, that's all it takes. <laughs> and especially in MLS. Yeah. And especially again, you're taking, you know, a beating and you're still finishing in seventh place, you know, during this break, which is basically where you want to be. As, you know, players like Hector Herrera, you know, come into the team. Um, we know that he'll be here in July, which means, you know, they the the team sees action in MLS, what, the 18th, if I'm not mistaken, against Orlando before coming home the 25th. And about a match or two after that, you know, we'll probably see a full PNC stadium, uh, you know, at welcoming uh, Hector Herrera, which... You know, a lot of us see him as being, you know, a key piece that, you know, the team is probably going to build around and um, see exactly what he needs. So he may not be the only one that comes in the summer um, and, and, you know, gives gives Nagamura more more uh, firepower. Yeah, that's that's the big thing, I think, about all of this. You're still in seventh place, which makes the playoffs. Obviously, there's a lot of games to play, but um I think a lot of us said from the beginning of the season, like, look, if you can, you know, kind of hold course, get to the summer and, you know, fifth to 10th ish, 
kind of in that area. Herrera comes in, whatever else uh, Ted and Pat do in the summer comes in, and then, okay, now we got this team and we're pushing for playoffs. So being in seventh, I mean, yeah, it's that's it's not – you know, the ideal place, but it's a good place. And they have four games. Looks like that they'll have before Herrera comes Orlando away um, who have been pretty good. Then you have Chicago at home. Who's one of the worst teams in the league. You're at Portland who has, it's a road game, but Portland's been pretty bad. And then you're home against Charlotte who just fired their coach and they're a mess. So I mean, if you can pick up three wins in there or two wins and a draw, even two wins and two draws, you're probably looking at fifth, sixth, seventh place when Herrera comes. Then you get Dallas at home. Huge PNC will be packed. Rivalry game. It's, I mean, you don't want to look too far ahead, but you start looking ahead and you're think, thinking to yourself, okay, you know, let's see what we can do. It's going to be a fun summer. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, again, the Houston Dynamo versus FC Dallas looks like it's going to be Herrera's first match. Um, so that's going to be a massive match. Like you mentioned, it's already a rivalry. You know, if, if we get pe- people and, you know, bodies in the stadium, usually is against FC Dallas. So I can only imagine, you know, what, uh, knowing that a player like Herrera may see some minutes during that match, um, it should be a, a big, you know, movement and change in the culture that the Dynamo have, you know, you have, a player that, you know, me and you were talking about it before we started recording, just we, you're saying the fact that he's going to be here seems kind of like unreal still to us, you know, people that follow the Dynamo for this long. Um, yeah. It yeah just, it's like yeah. Houston Dynamo got like Mexico's captain. Oh, yeah. And like see- their best player or <laughs> like in a World Cup year. Like, what? Yeah, it makes what? no sense. I mean, they, the team just put a picture with him wearing the jersey and it just doesn't my – my mind is like, what the hell's happening here? You know, like, yeah, it looks like compute. Those, it's like one of those bad <laughs> photoshops when people like put Messi and, you know, like a Minnesota United jersey, like on, on Twitter or something like, like, okay, sure, man, that's not going to happen. But like, no, it's, it's really happening. Yeah, exactly, man. So it's, you know, there's, there's still a lot of games. Like you said, there's about four or five games before we may see uh, Herrera, you know, and depending to how, how quickly he settles in and how informed he is. I mean, he is going to be a part of the Mexican national team, so he'll see action during this break. Um, and he's a total professional. I mean, he comes from, like, one of the best teams in the world. I, I don't think he's going to, you know, go James Harding on us and get all, you know, fad suit and, you know, show up just to get a paycheck. I think yeah, this guy – Diego yeah. Simeone was his coach. I don't think <laughs> – like, if you, uh, if you know anything about Simeone and, like, his his – his coaching and his tactics and he he doesn't seem like a guy that you would cross under any circumstances and uh so yeah her and he's got tata on the national team who's you know kind of one of those fiery type guys too i think so yeah and her has been you know he's been around forever like you said he's he's not going to be out at the out at the establishments uh <laughs> putting on a little 10 pounds when he comes here he you know he's got a wife he's got kids he's a family guy he's coming in to settle down and find him a nice house somewhere in town and uh start looking at schools and things like that so yeah i don't think he's uh he's gonna be out uh out in the out in the clubs downtown or anywhere right exactly 
I mean, there's a lot of good restaurants, so that's that's the only yeah, downside. He's got that right? going for him. A lot of good, <laughs> lot of good Mexican food. He he definitely have that going for him. Yeah, but man, you know, again, looking into the future, we don't know what it holds, but it, it's looking a little a little nicer than we've done in the past, right? In past summers, we already kind of see the the boat kind of starting to sink a little bit. Um, just done, always starting strong, and somehow by summer we're in last places and and remain there. Um, but we have to be a little optimistic where with uh, with Coach Nagamoto. And again, you know, all the Nagamura out. Oh man, get get that out of here for for a minute. I mean, be critical for sure. You know, taking a three zero away is not like the most awesome thing to see. But you know, that, that happens to every coach. You know, like like Jurgen Klopp's like arguably this pains me deeply as a Manchester United supporter to even acknowledge this fact, but he's arguably the best manager in the world. It just hurts me saying that. And, and even those lose the champions league final, man. Yeah. And he, he lost the champions league final to, um, to Real Madrid. They lost the league to Manchester city. Um, yeah. No fault of their own. They put up like 90 points or something. Um, but I mean, you know, they, they lose, you know, like Pep loses games to Watford or somebody, you know, that just like, how, how do you even lose to those guys? They have like two players that would even make your bench. Um, but so, yeah, that we talk, and I know um, we talked to um, Michele Giannone earlier and he um, had some good insight about Hector and Paulo Nagamura as a coach. And um, so definitely checked out that out too. Um, in addition to this, um, things are fine it's one loss it's a really bad loss but it's good that it comes now you get a little time off players are off I know we saw the um, schedule this week the Dynamo don't have any training or anything so it looks like they're getting some time with the family getting some time to decompress and uh, hopefully come back strong in Orlando in what two weeks yeah right you mentioned the whole break I mean you remember when COVID hit and we took that really ugly loss and Casey as well and so for three months, the guys had to keep looking and looking at that video. I feel that's kind of the same thing, just kind of a little more micro away, you know, only two weeks. But I'm sure it's eating away at Nagamura for sure, ready to get it going again. Yeah, knowing, I mean, I don't know Apollo, but having talked to him a number of times in press conferences and things like that, he, he's definitely the kind of guy that he, he's like two, he's two sides kind of like, I see him definitely as like someone that's super pissed by that, but also he, he seems to be, he's very goal oriented. Like he's very like, okay, well, that sucked. It's over. What's next? You know? So he's, he's, he's one of those guys that think that, that gets upset when things like that happen, but he's also the kind of guy that's like, Hey, let's move on. We'll learn from it. What's next? Yeah. And, and it's great to have a coach like that for sure. Um, again, guys, this has been a short episode, just kind of trying to recap what we missed and kind of looking forward. Uh, make sure to uh, check us out on dynamotheory.com for all your news. Uh, you know, whether it be just peer on articles of dynamo, get your breakfast links that we should have some dropping uh, Monday, Tuesday or Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, Fridays, if I don't forget to do mine, of course, but uh, also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dynamo Theory. Um, and my Instagram, well, actually, I'll give you my Twitter. My Twitter handle is Rudy Segura3. We got Christian, who's not here, Chris Put- Putalias, 
on Instagram and Twitter, Rodrigo Segura one on Twitter, and of course our boss, the is it are you the chief editor? Is that kind of what you call yourself? I'm like, yeah, I like run Dynamo Theory basically. It's, there you it's, go. I, I deal with all these guys and you know, uh, you guys get the fancy titles, you know, like we I'm just, like I think I'm managing editor editor or something like that. Say, it's something it's way more it sounds cooler. It sounds cooler than trivia. I'm not that important, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, obviously our boss Dustin uh Dustin Richardson at Dustin Richardson without an O and is that yep. something else? Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. it. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, check check out uh Dynamo Twitter for everything. And again, thanks, thanks so much, Dynamo fans, for you know listening to us. Um, and don't forget to hold it down and keep it forever orange.